Nintendo to the moon. I'm your host, Joe. Welcome to the show. Hope you're having a wonderful, beautiful, fantastic day. Here in Pennsylvania, it's ridiculously cold. It's a frozen tundra, about 10 degrees outside, and it's horrible. I'm ready to, I'm ready to move somewhere beautiful and warm, because this just sucks. Tired of the winters. I spent 32 years in the winter. I'm done with this. But anyway, we have a lot to talk about. Speaking of blizzards, there's one in the news. As uh, you probably heard by now, Microsoft has purchased Activision Blizzard. This is a huge deal. Huge deal. Huge ramifications for all console makers, including Nintendo, obviously. But... We're going to talk a little bit about it, how it affects Nintendo, what Nintendo should do, but I just want to go over what a big deal this is, because Microsoft is purchasing the rights to some huge franchises, some huge developers, and this is an unprecedented deal. $67 billion. $67 billion. Billion. Friggin' billion dollars. $67 billion. That's a lot of money, if you don't know. That's a ton of money, but what they're getting, other than Activision and Blizzard, two insanely large, productive development studios, they're getting Call of Duty, World of Warcraft, Guitar Hero, Tony Hawk Pro Skater, Diablo, Overwatch, Candy Crush, uh, StarCraft, Crash Bandicoot, and Spyro. I mean, so, all right. Now, when I first heard this deal, I'm like, whoa, this is earth-shattering. But then I, I, I really looked at what they're getting. I don't play any of these games. I don't play a single one of these games anymore. Uh, of course, I used to play Call of Duty. Who didn't? When you're growing up, that's, that's part of being a gamer. You play Call of Duty. But I, I'm over that stage. I used to play Tony Hawk Pro Skater. haven't played that in years. Guitar Hero, I love it. But I don't play that anymore. Used to love Guitar Hero, but they don't make that anymore. It's been a long time since a great Guitar Hero game came out. So I, this doesn't really affect me. Crash and Spyro, they're, they're like third-tier mascots. Crash Bandicoot's pretty cool. But Spyro the Dragon, you know, whatever. Who cares about them? Not me. So this isn't a big, huge deal to Nintendo per se, but it, it does have long-reaching implications in the future. So this is shortly after they purchased, purchased, Microsoft purchased another large game studio, ZeniMax and Bethesda. That was a $7.5 billion deal. So that, that's scraps, pennies. But with that deal, they got the rights to the Fallout franchise, Elder Scrolls, you know, Skyrim, Doom, and other uh, big name franchises. And these are developers that have manpower. That's the thing that they're really buying here. They're buying workers. They're buying people that know how to program. They're buying people that know how to make games. And that's hard to come by. So what is Nintendo going to do? We'll get into that. We'll get into that. We have a lot to go. We have a lot to discuss with this whole situation. But if you're looking at the IGN.com's top 100 list, the Microsoft Xbox team just purchased 10 of the top 100 game franchises on this list. So they, they've purchased Fallout, 
Fallout 2 was on the list. Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2 on the list. Call of Duty 4 on the list. Overwatch on the list. Diablo 2 on the list. StarCraft, World of Warcraft, Fallout New Vegas, Skyrim, and Doom. All part of the top 100. So Xbox previously had an exclusivity problem. There was no games you had to go out and buy an Xbox for unless you're a big Halo fan or a Forza fan. And to me, I'm not, so I don't need to buy an Xbox. And with these new franchises, they're going to bring in a lot of people that maybe were PlayStation players. They could have got their Skyrim fix on PlayStation. They could have got their Call of Duty fix on PlayStation. But it's a possibility that these are all going to be Xbox-exclusive games going forward. So this is a huge deal. This is an enormous deal. Xbox, shots fired, baby. They're firing shots off. $67 billion. They're buying Activision Blizzard. Unbelievable. Really is. Unprecedented deal. But it had me thinking, if, if Activision Blizzard is worth $67 billion, how much is Nintendo worth? So I really, I really just thought about it for a little bit. And you got to consider. $67 billion. You, you get Call of Duty, World of Warcraft, Guitar Hero, Tony Hawk Pro Skater, Diablo, Overwatch. I mean, some big franchises. Let's not split this any two ways. That's a, a big deal. Big franchises. But what does Nintendo have? Nintendo has the biggest franchises, okay? They have Mario. They have Zelda. They have Pokemon. They have Prestige. They have unbelievable history of catalog of games so when i'm thinking about the franchises nintendo has the know-how they have the development prestige they have and the the way they're able to make games and the, the way they're able to make systems which activision blizzard has never done this this franchise i'm sorry this company nintendo is worth far more than activision blizzard far more in my opinion. So what, what I'm thinking about, how much is Nintendo worth? Let's be real. The greatest company in video games, it's priceless. You can't put a price tag on Nintendo. But if we had to, and, and we compare and contrast what Nintendo has compared to what Activision Blizzard has, um, Nintendo's absolutely worth more money. Uh, 110% they're worth more money. But to what point are they worth more? I'm going to put the price tag on Nintendo. If they were sold at today's prices, if you're looking at the Activision Blizzard deal, Nintendo would be worth, I'd say, $163 billion. And that's that's just being conservative, in my, in my opinion. If you wait five years, if you wait 10 years, if you wait 15 years, that price is going to exponentially increase, 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 increase every year. Nintendo is going to be worth more and more and more and more. But right now, with Activision and Blizzard selling at $67 billion, if Nintendo was to sell tomorrow, I'd put the price tag at $163 billion. But that's just my take on it. Uh, (laughs) There's science behind this. It's worth $163 billion. That stock's going to skyrocket. I hope it does because I have a lot of Nintendo stock. Most of my... Fortune is invested in Nintendo wisely or not. I I think it's a wise choice because I think it's a company we can trust. I think it's a company that has a great track record of making great products, great games, great experiences. 
and they're going to continue to do that. But Nintendo's not going to sell. Let's be real. They're not going to sell. Nintendo is its own powerhouse. They are Microsoft level in my eyes. As far as the video game industry goes, they are up there with Microsoft and Sony. They are the big dog. Okay, so what should Nintendo do with this? Microsoft, they're firing off shots. They're buying huge development studios. What should Nintendo do? Are they going to panic? What's going to happen? I don't know. Here's what Nintendo should do right now. Okay, nothing. Nothing. Don't panic. Don't go out and panic buy studios because Microsoft is doing that. Don't do that. What you're doing, Nintendo, right now is working Phenomenally, okay? Grow at the steady and organic pace that you found success with for the past hundred years. Nintendo is Nintendo. Nintendo isn't EA. Nintendo isn't Take Two. Nintendo isn't anything else. Nintendo is Nintendo. And what they do, they do it so well, they don't need help. They should, in my opinion, build organically from the inside. Make more Nintendo teams, more Nintendo studios. Just buy out an office and and make another little team up there. You know, that's what they did with the, you know, uh, Kyoto Water and Sewage Works. There was a new building going going up next to Nintendo's headquarters in Kyoto. So they bought office space in the building next to their headquarters. And they're going to be, presumably, designing games in there. This is what needs to happen. The new team goes there. Internally is better than externally, I think, when it comes to Nintendo. But if they're thinking aggressively, if they're like, hey, we, we got to get more. We, ha- we need more production. We need more developers. We need this. We need to compete on the Microsoft level. And what are we going to do? If they're thinking we have to acquire a developer, here's who I want it to be. First of all, I would love Nintendo to take over Take-Two because they're the second best developer in my eyes. They make Grand Theft Auto. They make Red Dead Redemption. They make unique, exciting games that aren't on Nintendo platforms per se, other than, you know, Grand Theft Auto Trilogy just hit there. But Nintendo, in my eyes, they're never going to buy Take-Two. They're never going to buy EA. I would love them to have EA and have exclusive rights to Madden. That would be incredible. But that's not going to happen. I don't see that happening. So what I do see happening, a perfect fit, if they were ever to acquire another developer on a large scale. I'm not talking about Mercury Steam. I'm not talking about Next Level Games or Retro Studios. If Nintendo were to buy a big developer like Activision Blizzard, I would want them to buy Capcom. Capcom makes perfect sense. It's First of all, it's a Japanese company, so that they would be able to work closely with Nintendo. They have the franchises to make it worth uh, making a deal for. They have Resident Evil, a huge franchise across all platforms. People buy a system just to play Resident Evil. They have Monster Hunter, a proven to be a huge franchise. Um, they have Mega Man, Street Fighter, Ghosts and Goblins, Devil May Cry. They have these prestige franchises that would fit perfectly on Nintendo exclusively. And they have a history of making Nintendo exclusives. Uh, You know, Resident Evil 4 was a GameCube exclusive when it came out. Sold a lot of systems for them. Monster Hunter Rise, a current 
Nintendo Switch exclusive. I know it's coming to PC soon, but it had over a year as a Nintendo exclusive product. So Capcom and Nintendo work together well. And I think if they were ever to buy another studio, a big, big studio, Capcom would be the no-brainer. Second place, I'd like them to have Konami. Konami is is another um, franchise-heavy developer. I mean, top-tier franchise as far as Metal Gear Solid. That's a AAA franchise. They have Silent Hill. That's another AAA franchise that hasn't been... Both of them haven't been doing anything in a long time. So maybe the Konami price would be so low. If you just get these franchises under your belt and yet yet assign a team to make a new Metal Gear game, because I don't think Kojima, the, the original... Uh, the creator of Metal Gear Solid is with Konami anymore. He's uh, has his own studio, so maybe just buy him out. Make you know, Konami or Kojima. I take either one of those. If Nintendo could buy one of those developers, let's go. But a lot of people I know would say it's a no-brainer. You got to get Sega. Mm. Pump the brakes because Sega, they they're spotty. Their track record is a bit spotty. They. They obviously have some big franchises, which would be great. You, you'd be getting Sonic, Sonic and Mario together forever. That sounds beautiful. But the games they make, the output, in my opinion, it isn't, isn't the best compared to Capcom. I, I would put them at, at the third choice. If you can't get Take-Two, if you can't get EA, Capcom's the number one choice. Konami's the number two choice. And Sega would be the number three choice, in my opinion. I would love to have any anybody. If Nintendo's like, hey, we got to do something, just pick up one of these guys. It'd be incredible. It'd be, it'd be shots fired back. And I don't know if Nintendo needs to fire shots back. I don't think they do right now. But if they feel so inclined, if they want to spend their billions of dollars, and, you know, it's not a bad way to do it. Securing a great developer with a lot of franchise power, it's a good thing. But you want to have the prestigious franchises under your belt. And that's what Microsoft just did. Xbox just landed some exclusive prestigious franchises. And you're only probably going to be able to play them on Xbox in the future. But we'll see. We have a lot of other things to talk about here. Um, Yeah, so obviously that's the big news. Microsoft buys Activision Blizzard. Nintendo, we'll, we'll wait and see what they, they're going to do. I wouldn't be surprised if it's nothing. I don't, I don't think you're going to be seeing a big headline saying Nintendo buys so-and-so. I don't see that happening. But it could. It could. Anything could happen. This world's a crazy place. But there's a lot of other stuff going on right now. Um, Banjo-Kazooie is now available on your Nintendo Switch Online Plus Expansion Pack service. So if you're a Banjo-Kazooie fan... You know, whatever the hell that bear says, go play it. Go have fun. Go enjoy it. The classics are coming back. And um, coming in February to your Nintendo Switch Online Plus expansion pack, Majora's Mask. Majora's Mask. So not my favorite Zelda. I'm going to say it straight up. I've tried to play this game multiple times. Tried to play it on the N64 when I was a kid. Couldn't get into it. But I was a kid, you know. So... Majora's Mask was re-released on the 3DS, and I was stoked. I was hyped. This is the moment where Majora's Mask finally sinks in for me. After 
um, years and years and more experience playing video games, I was so hyped. So I got it. Majora's Mask on the 3DS. Guess what? I couldn't get into it. I just could not get into this game. I've beaten every other 3D Zelda game except Majora's Mask. I just I can't get past a certain point. Maybe maybe this will be the time when it finally clicks and I can get into the meat and potatoes of this game. I hope so. I love the whole concept. There's a moon come crashing down. You can see it in the in the uh, sky just slowly approaching you, and it's creepy. It's got this weird face on I love the whole idea, but I just can't get into this game. For one way or another, a lot of backtracking, a lot of... Uh, I'm not. I'm not a big fan of the original map in this game. Uh, whatever little towns you're going through, but I'm gonna give it another shot when it comes out to Nintendo Switch Online Plus expansion pack. I'm gonna play it. I'm gonna play it, and we're gonna try again. And I'll be honest with you. If I can't get into it, if I can't get through it again, I'll tell you this game is not for me. But I want to try it again. Third time's the charm. Majora's Mask is coming to your Nintendo Switch this February. Very exciting. Um, so the NFL is in their playoff season. I know this isn't Nintendo really, but I want to talk about it. So the Bengals are playing the Titans today and the Niners are playing the Packers tonight. So let's do a little prediction time here. I think the Bengals are going to take the Titans and I think the Packers are going to demolish the Niners. Also coming this weekend, Sunday, we got the Rams playing Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. Also the Bills versus the Chiefs. So I like the Bucks. I'm never betting against Tom Brady again. Never. I, I've been burned too many times. They, they, the Buccaneers demolished our Philadelphia Eagles the other week, and I think they're going to do the same thing with the Rams to, you know, tomorrow. The Bucks are unstoppable with Tom Brady. The Bills and the Chiefs. This is going to be a good game. I think... I'm leaning towards the Chiefs. I don't trust the Bills. They've had a lot of up and down, ups and downs this season. So have the Chiefs, though, and, and I don't really know. I think the Chiefs are going to win. So I'm picking the Bengals over the Titans, the Packers over the Niners, the Bucks over the Rams, and the Chiefs over the Bills. So last week I got pretty much every prediction wrong. I, I I was thinking about betting on some games, and I would. I'm really glad I didn't because I would have got pretty much everyone wrong, except for the Steelers losing. I would have got that one right. I knew the Steelers didn't have a chance, and I'm a Steelers guy. I love the. I love the Steelers. They're my second favorite team, and I knew they had no chance against the Chiefs, and they didn't. But that's what's going on in football. Quickly, if you if you like to hang out a little bit longer, I want to talk about the two biggest movies that released this winter. Spider-Man No Way Home and Matrix Resurrection, uh, both of which I just saw, both of which I have strong opinions on. First of all, let's start with the insanely popular, high-grossing Spider-Man No Way Home. I don't get the hype. I, uh, I'm watching this movie. I'm trying to just w- get into it and and enjoy this story and enjoy this uh, spectacle. And I'm just sitting there flummoxed. I just don't understand what's going on. This is crazy. Crazy and not a good way. Spider-Man No Way Home, insanely, insanely overrated. 
And I'm going to I'm going to give a little spoilers right now. Spoiler alert. Tune away if you don't want to hear spoilers about Spider-Man No Way Home. This movie is so stupid. Insanely stupid. I could tell what they wanted to do in this movie is just get all the Spider-Mans on the screen at one time. That's what the whole premise of this movie was. We got to get Tom Holland, the current Spider-Man. He's going to be alongside Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire, the OG Spider-Man. How cool is that? How great? You know, it's not that great. It's not. It's not worth making a, a, a dumb, convoluted, just no, just complete nonsense of a story to make that happen. It's cool when they're on screen for a little bit. You know, it's cool to see all the Spider-Mans, the history there, the the nostalgia. I I get that. And and I want to say first of all, the best Spider-Man of the, these three, Tom Holland. He's the best Spider-Man by far. Um, second place, Andrew Garfield, I'd say, and Tobey Maguire, who I thought was my favorite, definitely not the best. Definitely not the best Spider-Man, Tobey. Toby's a little bit older now, I understand, but yeah, his acting chops have diminished a bit. Not a good Spider-Man, Tobe. But the whole point of this movie was to get these characters on the screen at the same time. This metaverse thing. It's just, they want to pump out all the characters they can. They want everybody they can Everybody that is loved, all these characters that people and fans just can't get enough of. They want them to be on the screen at the same time. And it, they're sacrificing the story greatly for it. Now, Doctor Strange is a big part of this movie. And I'm a, I'm a Doctor Strange guy. I love Doctor Strange. I think he's maybe my second favorite uh, Marvel character right now. I, I'm a Spider-Man guy. Spider-Man is my favorite. And that's why I was so excited for this movie. Spider-Man's my favorite. Spider-Man Homecoming is probably the best Spider-Man movie that's ever been made. The first Spider-Man movie with Tom Holland. And this was just a huge disappointment to me. They have to make... The, the way they figure out to make this plot work is with magic spells. I mean, it's just so dumb. When I grew up, Spider-Man was a crime fighter. He would battle guys in New York City and save people's lives and do cool things and it was fun it was almost believable now it's just it's a complete science fiction movie there's no reality to this fucking series or Marvel universe at all it's just whatever the hell they want to do whatever the hell they want to put on screen they do it and they justify it by magic spells and power blocks and magic stones and they do whatever they want and they use magic to justify it. I like my superheroes semi-based in reality. I want them to be the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man that fights crimes and bad guys. And doesn't have to deal with aliens. And doesn't have to do magic spells to save the world. And, and the, the magic spell that saves the world somehow is only to have people forget that Peter Parker's Spider-Man. And then suddenly everything goes back to normal. And the world's cracking apart. And it's just, it's insanity! This movie sucks! It's horrible! It's not a good movie. Hey, the dog's, dog's losing it just when... My dog hated the movie, too. Can you hear her? She agrees. 100%. But the charm of Spider-Man Homecoming was... Yeah, it's funny. It's funny. Peter Parker's just a, you know, a kid. And he has charm. And he has this great relationship with MJ's and Baya. And 
It's just fun. And now it's just crazy. It's just crazy. Unbelievable. And not a good way. So apparently I'm in the minority here because billions of billions of dollars have been made with this movie. It's, um, you know, one of the top 10 movies of all time already. But quite frankly, it's not what I want to see. It's not good. On the other hand, The Matrix 4, Matrix Resurrections, I saw that last night. I watched it on HBO uh, Max, and it was great. It was fantastic. It was the opposite experience of what I expected. I I expected Spider-Man No Way Home to be great and Matrix Resurrections to be horrible, and it was the opposite. Matrix Resurrections was classic Matrix Reborn. You know, it was everything that was great about the original Matrix, the weirdness, the situations, the thought-provoking aspects of the virtual world, and it was great. It was so good, and it was a throwback. You know, it had throwback, nostalgic charm through it that was actually fitting into the story. It was great. Um, Matrix Resurrections recommend... Spider-Man No Way Home. Don't don't recommend. Skip it. Hold on. Sammy! Come here! This dog's nuts. All right. Some more Nintendo-related stuff just real quick. I know. This the story's all over the place. And I also wanted to go over the ghost story. I, I teased that last time. There was a ghost experience in my house. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm maybe going to... Do that next time. There's a couple of other things I wanted to go over. Just hang on for one more second. Sammy, come here. Come here. Come here. This dog. Ruining my show. Ruining Nintendo to the moon. Come on, Sammy. Here she comes. Sit. Good girl. You stay there and you shut your mouth, okay? You shut your mouth. You shut your mouth. Good girl. Good girl. Stay there. Good girl. All right. So just another quick couple of things I want to go over. So I've been playing. Hey, I've been playing Animal Crossing, and I've been playing a few other things. But I just beat Paper Mario, and I've been trying to decide what I'm going to play next. So I got into Animal Crossing. And I, I've done a lot of chores. I, pay, I, I paid a lot of bills. And I finally paid off my home expansion. So that means I get another expansion. I finally got an upstairs room, which I'm going to make my bedroom. I'm very excited about, about this room. It's bigger than I thought, better than I thought. I love the upstairs expansion. So that's where most of my work's been. But one of my, one of my neighbors on the island, Ribot, he was a, a little gloomy one day, and I go up to him, I'm like, what's up, Rabat? And he's like, I'm, I'm thinking about hitting the road, I'm thinking about doing some new things, what, what do you think? And I'm like, you know what, this robot frog, you know, I'm done with him, get him out of here. I was kind of upset that he was even asking if he should leave the island. But uh, I, I said, yeah, go ahead, hit the road, whatever. Next day, next day I go to visit Ribot. And he's packing up. He's sweeping his floors. Everything's empty. And I'm, I'm legit. No, I'm, I'm putting it on an act right now. But when I saw him sweeping and I knew he was going to leave, I started to get emotional. I did. About a freaking robot frog in Animal Crossing New Horizons. 
I started to get emotional knowing that he was going to leave my town. I didn't even like this guy, but apparently I did. Apparently I love Ribba because I can't get him back. I talked to him 500 times. I'm like, can I talk you back into leaving? No, you can't. Once you say he's gone, he's gone. <sighs> Ribot. But you know what? He can come visit maybe. Uh, I don't know. Maybe he'll come back someday. But Ribot is moving on. He's gone now. He's, he's freaking out of here. And I hope he's in a better place. I hope he's in a better place. But I I miss him. And I didn't expect that. I didn't expect to be emotional losing a villager in Animal Crossing. But that happened. And I'm a grown-ass man. I think I've got some major issues. But other than Animal Crossing, I've been playing Captain Toad Treasure Tracker. Captain Toad. But that's one of the uh, free trial games on the Nintendo Switch Online right now. It's the first time I've done the free trial. And it was... Uh, it was great, you know. Captain Toad is a is a wonderful, polished, beautiful experience, especially the boss battles. The the I only finished the first book. There's books or whatever editions. I finished the first edition of Captain Toad, and the first boss battle in that game is just wonderful. It's just uh, just it's so charming, and this dragon is coming at you, and you can't jump. I mean, it's not like Mario where you just like run around. No. A toad is just a slow little peckerhead that just walks little nimble steps. He can't jump. He can only hide behind things when this lava dragon is blowing smoke at you or fire at you. It's just very cool and charming, and it looks fantastic. So Captain Toad Treasure Tracker, if you're into a little slow burn of a puzzle game that's really fun and cute, this game's great. I'm not going to buy it because... I'm not the biggest puzzle game guy. At least this type of puzzle doesn't really appeal to me. But I, if you're into puzzles, if you're into puzzles, this is a good one. Next up, I've been playing the NES collection on, on Nintendo Switch Online. And really, this has been a eye-opening experience. Because uh, the NES and the SNES collection is very, uh, very hit or miss for me. A lot of the... NES games, I'd say 90% of the NES games, you can just like skip right over. You don't need to play them. I played a bunch of them, and I'm like, oh, this is all trash. I mean, I I have no interest in any of these games. Um, The SNES isn't much better. Um, Mostly the the great games in these uh, collections are the Nintendo games. The Nintendo games are, are, you know, hit or miss themselves. I was trying to get into Star Fox, the original Star Fox on the SNES, and... It's almost unplayable to me. It's almost unplayable. Then I jump into the N64, Star Fox 64 version, and this game's fantastic. I think there's a huge, unbelievable leap that I can't even, uh, I can't even talk about um, in the right way because the leap from Super Nintendo to Nintendo 64 is just a complete game changer the game quality and the game experience and the quality of life experience and the control experience everything from snes to n64 is just boom it's like it's like going from a trailer park to a mansion it's just way better way better when you get to the nintendo 64 um so yeah the snes and nes collection i'm I'm trying to go through some trying to find some gems but, you know, other than the Super Mario World, uh, the Mario All-Stars collection, um, 
you know, maybe Zelda Link to the Past. I'm, I'm, I'm struggling to find some good stuff. I, 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 I'm, oh, it's hard for me to say that. It's hard for me to say that. I'm just, I think I'm a, I'm a Nintendo 64 and on kind of guy. And I don't know if there's anything wrong with that. I feel like I should be in love with these classics, you know, the arcade classics, the very rudimentary original games that that made Nintendo great. And I'm just, you know, maybe not into that. I, I think I'm into N64 games. I think I'm into GameCube games. I think I'm into Wii and Wii U and Switch games. I think anything SNES and before, it's just a little bit too rudimentary for me. But I, I, I will say, I do want to play the Super Mario games. Super Mario Brothers, um, you know, 1, 2, and 3 and Super Mario World. I want to play all these games to completion, which I haven't done. So I, I, I've played them all, loved them all, but I haven't beat them all. So I'm going to try that. I'm going to try to beat the whole Super Mario 2D uh, collection. So that'll be my next project. But other than classics, I've been playing Ghost of Tsushima, the director's cut on the PlayStation 5. And, you know, that's been a pretty good experience. I'm not, I'm not blown away. I'm not saying, holy shit, this is unbelievable. I'm not doing that. It's so far so good, but I, I don't need to uh, change the name of the show from Nintendo to the moon to PlayStation to the moon. It's not mind-blowing, but it, it's a good experience, and I'm happy. But one last thing I want to talk to you about, uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus uh, coming out. January 28th, very, very soon, obviously, seven days from now, it's uh, it's been leaked. It's been leaked online. There's tons of people playing the full game online right now. And the reaction, better than expected. People are actually enjoying the game. And my impressions of just watching a little bit of it, I'm excited about this game. I'm, I'm going to wait for reviews just to make sure it's not total trash. But I think this is a game I'm going to be playing and enjoying. I think Pokemon Legends Arceus, eh, they pulled it off. It might not look the most beautiful. It might not be the most polished of games. But I, I think I think the seed has been planted in the Pokemon world. I think they're, they're, um, they're really making it what it was supposed to be for years now. You know, when when you were playing Pokemon as a kid, you uh you imagined you were this Pokemon trainer going through this cool adventure and and you're throwing Pokéballs like, you know, this is what you want to see the series become. You want to be that trainer. You want to have a say in the battle. You want to be positioned around these Pokemon in the real world. And that's kind of what they're going for. You're not just like you're running through a grass and and then everything changes into this little static battle. No, this is like you're in the woods, you see a Pokemon, and you either battle it, you capture it, or you you know you you're there with the Pokemon, and it doesn't change. It's really cool. So Pokemon Legends Arceus quickly rising up my most wanted list, and. By the next episode, who knows? I could be playing it right then. So we'll see. But 
big news all around. We'll see if Nintendo responds to Xbox acquiring Activision Blizzard, Call of Duty as an Xbox exclusive. None of this really affects current Switch games. You don't have Call of Duty on the Switch. You don't have World of Warcraft on the Switch. You don't have Guitar Hero on the Switch. You have Tony Hawk Pro Skater, but it's like, you know, how many people are playing that anyway? Yeah, you know, you don't have these huge games on the Switch. Maybe you have Overwatch. I don't even know if that's on the Switch. Not a game I've ever played. Not a game I'm interested in. Diablo, not a game I've played. Not a game I'm necessarily interested in. I don't know if that's on the Switch. Crash and Spyro, there's Shovelware. You know, give me Nintendo characters. I don't need Crash Bandicoot. I don't need Spyro. I don't need any of this stuff. So, Nintendo, let's see if they respond in any way by acquiring a big developer like Xbox just did. But we'll see. Exciting times right now in the world of Nintendo. Exciting times right now in the world of video games. But yeah, go follow me on Instagram, Nintendo underscore Joe. Shoot some questions my way. Shoot some shit with me. And we'll get you on the show. Let's go.